Okay, so we're continuing exploring Amuna, the, the piece that we did last week from the Mechtem Eliyahu, we saw only half of it. Uh, just to recap what we saw last week, the Mechtem Eliyahu of Dessler was um, responding to a, a person who had questions about the Gedali Yisrael before the war, and he was questioning the uh, concept of Amunas Chachamim, to believe in G'daylem, and the G'daylem, you know, obviously they made a big mistake. They should have, uh, if they really had Ruch HaKadosh and Nasdera, they shouldn't have told people to stay in Europe. They should have told them to escape Europe. So before he deals with the actual uh, question, he first, Rav Dessler first gives uh, a beautiful description of how brilliant these G'daylem that he was referring to were, including the Chavetz Chaim, Rav Chaim Eiser, and many others, and the degree of siyat de shmaya that he ha- that they had, and the greatness um, of uh, Tyra and and kedusha that these personalities had, and that's what we sort of um, that's where we sort of ended last week. And now he's going to say something, which is the reason why I wanted to learn it these weeks is because he brings an amazing raya about emunas chacham from the Megillah itself. And I will bring a proof to my words. So this is a something he heard from his father, who heard it from Reb Simchazisel, uh, was the altar from Kalim. Of course, Rav, Rav Dessler learned in Kalim. Rav Dessler's father learned in Kalim. He was a product of Kalim. So, Megillus Esther, he Rishimas Maisim shall Tesha Shanim. The Megillah, even though it seems to go so quickly, we finished the Megillah in about a half an hour, but it was actually, in, and it seems like a very quick story. It seems like one event took place right after another, but in truth, from the beginning of the Megillah till the end of the Megillah was, in fact, nine long years. From the third year of the reign of Achashverosh, that's when he made his party, until the twelfth year. So that's nine full years. Even the greatest amongst us, had we lived in those times, we would not have been able to recognize the... Um, the, the pieces of the puzzle that were interconnected. We wouldn't be able to see all the individual pieces of the Megillah, all the episodes uh, in each parak of the Megillah, and we, we would not have seen them as even having much to do with each other. Verak Mardachai, but only Mardachai did. His Ruach HaKadosh and his tremendous Madrega of Ruach HaKadosh as Reb Dessler points out, there are different levels of Ruch HaKadosh. Ruch HaKadosh isn't um, like buying a shirt. You know, there's different that you can get this, everyone can wear the same exact uh, type of shirt. It's something that depends on how great you are. So there might be, uh, you know, every, there might be a person with a very low degree of Ruch HaKadosh, and then there might be a, a person with a, a middle degree, and then there might be a person with like a crazy high degree of, of Ruch HaGadish. So Mardukhaya Tzadik had the highest level 
Avrach HaKadosh, Yada Ki HaKol he was able to see how all of the different fragments of the story were not independent fragments, but rather they were all interconnected. Mardachai forbade Klal Yisrael from going to the party. He said that you can't. As it says in the Medrash of Megillus Esther, Mardachai warned Klal Yisrael, do not go to Achashverosh's party. So the Satan does not have any taina against you, any excuse to do bad to you. But the people refused to pay attention to Mardachai. They just, nah, he doesn't know. What does the rabbi know? We were invited to a, a royal bash. Let's go. And many people were tining against Mardachai. What do you mean, don't go? The king invites you, you go. It's Pikuach Nefesh not to go. I mean, after all, it makes a lot of sense that we should go because every single nation went and Jews would not have any representation. It would look terrible. So they didn't listen to Mordechai. Mordechai said, don't go. But, you know, the smarter minds felt differently. And they left. They went. But nothing happened immediately. In the aftermath of the, of the story of uh, the Suda, nothing bad happened. Lightning didn't strike. But but in the 12th year of, of Achashverosh's reign, that's nine long years later, when Haman was promoted, and at that point, everyone was commanded to bow to, to Haman, there was no Bowing to Haman was not really an in of Avedizara. It was a Maris Ayin. It wasn't like the end of the world if Mardachai would have actually conceded and, and bowed to Haman. But nevertheless, the Pasuk says, Mardachai adamantly refused to bow down to Haman. So how would you feel if you were living in those days and Haman is a very, very powerful man and everybody has to bow down to Haman and there's this one Jew, this one rabbi that adamantly refuses to bow down. And because of him, Haman is getting very angry and you're really bringing out the wrath of the anti-Semites against Klai Yisrael. And it's not an Isra Daraisa even. It's not a, it's not a Vaidizara Mamash. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a Marisayan issue. It's not a real, so you would, if you were a regular person living in the time of, of, of Mardukai, what would you, would you be happy that Mardukai was such a, you would say he's a religious fanatic. We have to, you know, we have to, you know, tell the government that he's not even representing us, like, because he's making us all look bad. Like, we want to just have a nice, easygoing relationship with the king, and the king's viceroy, Haman, is uh, insisting, and it's, uh, it's only Durabonin at best, so let him do it. Why is he putting us all in jeopardy? He's going to sink the whole boat. 
Kimaforish Bagadis Esther, Amal Yisrael, Teye Dash Atle Mafliga Mapileno, Becherav Shalzar Rasha. He's documenting all the. All, this is not just speculation that Erdessler is saying. This is all documented in Agadis that. Klal Yisrael actually said to Mordechai that you should know full well that you are causing us to get killed. You're, because of you, there's going to be a, a terrible decree that's going to be brought against us. Amr Lahem, but he said to them, Mordechai, so that's an excuse for me to bow down to Allah, And he didn't accept upon himself what they were saying. Okay, the Acher Zeh, Kara mamish kechalasher pachto achalkem amardachamikaidim. You have to like mamish understand what he's saying. It's such a beautiful take on the Megillah. Like we never look at the Megillah this way. We always look at it like just from the hero's end. But what about the the man on the street's end? Like how would you feel if you were living in that time? People warned Mardechai, do not do this. You're going to put us all in jeopardy. And and Mardechai says, no, I can't bow down. I have to be very adamant about this. I have to, you know, the Rabbi Nishan would be upset if I bow down. Guess what happened? Exactly what the Jews said would happen, that you're going to cause us to all get wiped off the, off the face of the map. That's what happened. Right after that story with, with Mardechai not bowing down, Haman actually was able to enact this gezera to destroy all the Jews. So what would we do at that point? We say, okay, we were justified, we were vindicated. We told you, Mardukai, that you shouldn't be doing this. What were you thinking? Why did you do this? Now look, thanks so much. Now, you know, all of us have to die because you have to be from. I think a lot of us would maybe have that attitude. Now, Elu Hayinu Sham, Rav Dessler writes to this man, if we had been there, what would we have said? We would connect the dots. What caused this Gezerah to happen? What would you say if I, the, a man on the street interview, what's the reason why the Gezerah was brought against Klal Yisrael? A, was it because um, Mardachai refused to bow down to Haman? Or B, because nine years ago, the Jews didn't listen to Mardachai, who told them not to go to the Suda of Achashverosh, and they went instead. Which one, A or B? Everyone would probably say, hey, of course. Haman is even saying the reason why. Everyone knew that the reason why Haman was so you know, angry at, at, at Mardukai, the, the Megillah says that. He, he, told his, he told Zeresh and all his, his friends, he says that, uh, he says, every time I see Mardukai Yehudi, and you know, I wanna, I, you know, he doesn't want to bow down to me, and, and then Chazal say in Mesech's Megillah that at first he was just going to kill Mardukai, then he was going to kill the Am Mardukai, the Rabbanon. Then he says, you know what, I'm going to kill the whole Klai Yisrael for good measure. So, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a secret. It would have been very excusable for us to think that the reason why the Gzeira was triggered was because of Mardukai's stubbornness. We would never have thought that nine years ago, nine years ago is an eternity, because we didn't go to the Suda. That was a good thing that we, didn't, that we went to the Suda. That at least endeared us to Achashverosh a little bit. Mardukai was one that wanted to stop us from going to that Suda. Baruch Hashem, we didn't listen to him. And now he didn't listen to us. He bowed down and he's messing everything up. 
בוודאי היינוים שניר בחוש, שמייסם מרדכי גרם שכעס המון בגזר הסשמנס קליין, The reason why it happened was because Mordechai refused to bow. How can you even disprove that? Right? It, it's, you see it palpable. You see it clearly. It's evident. How do you disprove something that's so clear? But the truth is that that was not the truth. It looked like it was the truth. To the average man living in Shushan, circa Purim time, that's what it appeared to the visible eye of a human being, that's how it appeared. But that's not the truth. In, in fact, it was just a, a mirage that the Satan played out for us, spread out for us. It was the Avera that Klal Yisrael did nine years earlier that Mordechai warned them against doing that's what was really in Shamayim the trigger for this Gezerah. That's what Chazal say. He says in parentheses, And it, it's possible that the fact that Mordechai was, was Meisir Nefesh to not be Eved Avedizarah and to not bow down, even if it's a, you know, a distant, far-fetched type of Chashash, he was machmer because he wanted to eradicate from their heart that mistake that they were make on by drinking stam yenam, which is abizrayad avadizara. It's connected to avadizara. In Megillah, Shetam Hagazera Hayash Eshtachvulatzal Mimeinu Mechadnetzar Avsho Sirak Lefanim. The Gemara says that the reason for the Gezer was that they bowed down to the Tzalem during the time of the Mechanetzar, even though they just did it, Lefanim means superficially, they didn't really mean it, they just did it as a, you know, as a front. And because of that, Mordechai was trying to undo that and protect that, protect them, that's why he refused to bow down to the Abedazarah. But what happened was the Sahara danced amongst Klai Yisrael and said, nah, we, we know, it's not, it's so pashat, like there's no, there's no B, it's only A. The only reason why we are about to get killed is because of Rabbi Mordechai. He was the one that made us, uh, that, that, and we warned him, we told him he should bow down, it's a, but we know it's, a, it's, it's, it's so clear. The Yitzhahara made them feel that it's clear the Midas Hadin became stronger and the Gezerah uh, went out. But, thank God, at the end of, the, at the end of this whole story, Klai Yisrael did tshuva. They were Maidala Emes. They realized that Mardachai was really right the whole time. Instead of sticking to their guns and saying, we were right and Mordechai was wrong, and to continue like to take vengeance against Mordechai and to call him a traitor, they answered his call, 
Herasa Hiskarvas And again, there was another thing that could have gone very wrong. Esther, who was a relative of Mardukai, was showing for she was inviting Haman to the party. Everything was very confusing. If you would live in Shushan at that time, you'd be like, what's going on over here? Mardukai's messing up, Esther's messing up, Esther's befriending Haman. Like we don't you know, we have no from a from a regular layman's perspective, it looks like like the, the rabbinic leadership, the religious leadership, are making one mistake after another mistake after another mistake. Like they have no, uh, they have no common sense here. They don't understand the politics. Bekarai sabes pamlamisha. She invited Haman not once but twice to her party. Bishazushal tsaras klayisrael. When klayisrael was being um, threatened by by distinction by Haman himself, this Jewish queen is inviting. Him to her party. What's going on? This was another uh, way of the Sahara, the Satan, uh, basically uh, making the Jewish people very cynical when it came to Mardukai. But Klal Yisrael then went and did Shuva. They sort of ignored the Yitzhara from that point on. They joined with Mardachai in Tainus Vitzayim. That's what tomorrow we're going to have Tainus Esther Mitzvah This was the, the um, according to some, it was a, uh, it was a uh, the, the Makar for this Tainus is from this fact that, that they fasted then. That's not what the Mishnah Burra says. The Mishnah Burra says the reason why we fast tomorrow is because uh, it was the day of the Mulchama. On the 13th day of Adar is when we fought and we defended ourselves and all across the world. So, and on a day that you fight is when you have, to, you have to fast. So because of that, we fast on the 13th of Adar. But there, there are Mepharshim that say that it also has to do with this fast that Mardukai, uh did with together with Esther that they were guys that Klai Yisrael should fast. And the tshuva on their chet that was through their chush, that, that was a fake chush, that became a miracle, and we were saved. And here we learn what exactly brings the gzeres. So basically what Rav Dessler is saying here is that it appears so pashat that, you know, the chush tells us that the gedalim did not act appropriately during the Holocaust. That was this guy's fina. After all, you know, how could such a thing happen? How could, how could such a, a terrible gazer befall Klaeser? Why didn't the G'dayim know about it? And if they did know about it, why didn't they warn us? So Rav is saying you have to be very careful when you're accusing G'dayim Yisrael of horrible things because your chush, your intuition, and your political acumen, you, you're, you, know, you feel like, well, of course, you have to connect the dots. We, you know, six million Jews died in the Holocaust. There are rabbis that, uh, that didn't warn them not to be, you know, to stay in, in Europe. They didn't warn us to leave. And uh, they didn't do anything to stop it. And Mela must be the rabbi's fault. 
we don't know what really was the trigger for for the Gezerah in Europe. We don't know. And we don't want to, you know, it's not, we, we would never conjecture either for what caused it. But one thing is for sure that the Sahara wants us, like he did in Shushan, to confuse us and to make us believe that we know, we understand with our puny minds, you know, what's the right thing and what's not the right thing. Mardachai was solely responsible for the Gezerah. That wasn't true. Baruch Hashem, we did Shuba, but the Avera itself was, their chet was, that they had to do Shuba for, is that they messed up. They didn't understand that Mardachai was right at every step of the way. He was right when he told them not to go to the party, because the party was really the reason for the Gezerah against them, as the Gemara says. He was right to not bow down to Haman because he was trying to instill in Klai Yisrael how wrong it is to bow down to Avedizar, which was one of the causes for the Gezerah as well. And Klai Yisrael thought they knew better, but really they didn't. And that's how it is in every generation. There are people that are always cynical about G'day Yisrael. They're always and they don't want to, you know, have anything to do with them, and they feel like, you know, I'm not going to be led around by rabbis, and, you know, and what do they know, and Das Taira, they'll make fun of the concept of Das Taira, and Munis Chachamim, and... But what we see, the takeaway from the Megillah is that Mardukai was right. At the end of the day, it didn't look too good for Mardukai. Mardukai must have been under intense pressure from all of the people that were speaking badly about him and accusing him of the worst things, he couldn't prove it. How does he go and prove that he was right and, and, and they're wrong? You can't prove it. Here there is a gezerah. It seems to have been a quid pro quo for what he did that by not bowing down to Amun. No one would even believe that. No, no one remembered nine years ago the party. So long ago. Do you remember what happened, something that happened nine years ago? Or what year, how long ago is nine years ago? It's 20... Uh, 13, like, I don't know what, what happened there. Anything significant, significant happened in 2013? Anyone have a bar mitzvah in 2013? Oh, okay, that was significant. But uh, other than that, like, at least you have some point of reference. But it's a crazy thing, the way time works, just agavorcha. Like, you know, like you're working every day, years, and, you know, one year, but you, one year goes into another, which goes into another. And, um, and there's no, you don't even know you know, like 2013 was like, I'm sure it was a very, you know, busy year and, it was, and for me and, you know, and had to pay a lot of bills and had to deal with, you know, kids, you know, Talmidim's issues and my family's issues and whatever. I can't remember one thing that happened in 2013 after all that. I'm saying if, I, if I'd sit down and think about it, I probably could, but I'm just saying it's just a, a strange thing the way life works that, you know, so nine years ago, who even remembers nine years ago? You know, that's something, there was a party Achashurish made and we didn't listen and to Mardukai, like it's such a, that's such a distant, far-fetched thing and if Mardukai had even said it, they'd probably laugh at him. But that's the truth. The truth is that the, that, that Avera that we did nine years earlier really was the point of the Gezerah. Hashem sent the Gezerah against us because of that. And if the Negev came and the Chorban did spread, the Holocaust happened, that's a proof 
that we didn't do tshuva, meaning there was something that we needed to do tshuva for, unlike the Jews in Shushan and in those days that we did do tshuva, Baruch Hashem, we didn't do tshuva during the time of the Holocaust for whatever we had to do tshuva for. But we're still doing the same bad. They at least were able to turn around that they, they, were, they had a lot of tightness against Mardachai, but they did tshuva. They said, you know what? Mardachai is right, and we're wrong, we're going to do tshuva, which was an amazing thing. Tremendous tribute to Klai Yisrael. Kudos to them that they were able to hop that they had to like, turn around the ship and, and go the other direction because they were making, they saw the gzeira, they could have like, doubled down against Mardachai, but at one point when they fasted and they, for three days and they davened, and, you know, they realized, okay, this, we have to back Mardachai. Mardachai is the tzaddik, God Ladar, he's in charge, and we have to just be machni ourselves to him. They did that. He says, during the Holocaust, it was precisely uh, because we weren't listening to the Chachamim that it happened, and we could have done tshuva. If we had done tshuva, then maybe it could have stopped it from happening, but we didn't do tshuva. It's our fault. The Amru Zal called Puranus Maschelas Menat Sadikim. Puranus starts from Sadikim, Kihem Nen Nashim Babaynadar. They are published, they are, they are punished for the sins of the generation. It's too long, we don't have room, we don't have time for it. He probably knew what time uh, it is here also. But if you don't do tshuva, the tzaddikim die in their righteousness. Meaning, the fact that the G'daylam themselves were killed, they were dying because of the sins of the generation. That's not a kasha, like why did Erbuchan Vasim and why did he get killed and why did other many, many, many G'daylam Israel get killed? That's a raya that, you know, no, it means that they perish because of our they could have blamed Mardachai and said that he was too from, but rather instead of doing that, they stopped, they did tshuva. We don't hold a grudge. We come and we, when we see things are wrong, we do tshuva. And we admit, we're able to admit that we were wrong. And we give up our chush. We don't trust our intuition. Our intuition very often blinds us and makes us see things in, a, in the wrong way. It distorts truth. And it makes us go against our, our teachers and our rabbeim and our gedalim. The lack of the ability to be mevatal oneself to one's rabbi, to, to, to suppress our own thoughts in order to, to give our rabbeim the benefit of the doubt and to know that they are right and we're wrong. That is this, that's the root cause of sin, and it's the cause of the korban, all the you might be a very wonderful people. 
Klai Yisrael probably did a lot of tzedakah, a lot of taira. They did. Europe had it was a you know was very very uh, was full of yeshivas, full of taira, um, full of uh, you know tzaddikim, but yet it wasn't able to stop the gezerah when people were going against the uh, the amunas chachamim, and so. He's not really saying that the Holocaust came about as a result of the lack of Menachem, but he's saying that we can't, in retrospect, start judging our G'daylam and saying whether they had Das Terra, they didn't have Das Terra, if they did have Das Terra, what happened to it? Where These are questions that are actually the cause of Chorban. This is, not, this, is not a, this is what happened during the time of Mardachai, and it's something that we, you know, as we're on the precipice of Purim, so one of the takeaways that we should be thinking about, um, you know, these days is the ability to be more submissive to G'dayli Yisrael. If a Gadol says something, be makabalit, be happy that we have G'dayli Yisrael. And, and, and understand that G'dayli Yisrael have a certain, have a, have a right to say something and they, they're able to say something. And you might think that you're smarter because you read more you know, articles about politics or you know more, you're in the business world and you don't, you know, you know much more than some rabbi from B'nai Brak could ever know on this topic and, and how could he say this when it's clearly, whenever you hear people talking against G'daylem, you should, you know, if you don't want to make a macha, then just walk away because the more that you hear people disparage Tamil Chacham and G'dayle Yisrael, it has an ero- it, it, it sort of has a uh, a very uh, toxic effect on on ourselves, and we start also thinking that way. And this is what Purim is all about. Purim is Klal Yisrael, even though they had they started off with their opposition to Mardukai, and they really believed that he was wrong. But at one point, Baruch Hashem, they were able to do tshuva and reinstate Mardukai as their leader. And be able to uh, to be mevatel themselves to him, and they were, uh, and and as soon as that happened, suddenly the whole gezera was able to be turned around. and and that's what Klal Yisrael, to their great credit, were able to accomplish. That's why Kima Mashkiblu Kvar they reaccepted the Tyra again because, you know, they, this is really what Kabbalah Satira for us. We're not going to be standing by a mountain Tyra, but. Kabbalah Satera means to accept the words of Chachma Yisrael, G'dayli Yisrael, because that's our mountain Torah. That, if Rebchaim Kanievsky says something, that's like Meish Rabbeinu at Har Sinai telling us to do something, and you have to makabal it. If you're skeptical, that's a problem. We have to fix that. Purim is a wonderful time to be able to look inwardly and see what we think of G'daylim, and, and if we think of them as being you know, the great unbelievable people that they are, then wonderful. If we feel that we're a little cynical sometimes and uh, we question certain things, then we have to re-examine that and we have to work on that. And Purim is a time that's mesugal for that because the whole Yeshua Purim really came about pivoting on this, whether we believe in Mardukai and that he's the Chacham and we have to be mevatel ourselves to him or not. When we didn't believe in him, that was the cause of the Gezeira happening. And once we turned around and we were able to strengthen our Munis Chachamim, that's when Baruch Hashem, we were saved, and that's the entire Yantif of Purim.